Italian government wants UNESCO to recognize Italian espresso as a cultural heritage. But what is Italian espresso? We're going to discuss. Hi, and welcome to Bean Talk. If you're new to this channel, my name is Nick Basket. I'm the editor-in-chief of Bar Talks Online, which is a resource for the coffee and cocoa industry. We typically talk about things like production of coffee and, and the markets and so forth. But once a week, they let me off the leash and I come here and do a podcast about what I like. And that typically talks more about the consumption side of it and you know the, the making of espressos, which is what I really like to do. And that is very much what I want to talk about today, which is specifically Italian espresso. Okay, and whether in fact there's a difference between Italian espresso and just regular espresso. I mean, what is the difference? You hear people talk about it, but if you actually pin someone down and say, hey, what's the difference? They sort of look around a little bit at their feet and then say, well, you know, it's about the beans and et cetera, et cetera. Some people might venture forward and say, um, well, Italian espresso is more dark roast or has robusta. Um, but Actually, a lot of people really aren't very certain. So we're going to tackle this in today's uh, conversation because partially, partially in the news, the Italian deputy agriculture minister, I believe, uh, came out and said um, that he wants the Italian espresso to be recognized by UNESCO as a world cultural heritage. Now, if you're not familiar with what UNESCO is, who they are, um, go check out their website. Uh, I can't spell UNESCO, U-N-E-S-C-O, I think. Um, just go phonetically type something like that into Google and it will cleverly point in the right direction. But it's really got an amazing site, actually. Um, they've got this almost sort of a, an interactive mind map and they call these things concepts. So coffee is a concept um, and you click on it and then it kind of takes you to all the connected uh, heritage things, uh, not to get too technical, but the things, um, that um, that are in that category, and then you can see what they've got and what's been sort of formally recognized. So I went and had a little look around and ended up spending way too much time on it, but uh, meandered over to the coffee concept, only two items in there. Uh, one was uh, Arabic coffee. I think they called it sort of the, the welcoming ritual or something like that with Arabic coffee. And the other one was Turkish coffee. So... I think there's a fair argument to say that the Italians deserve to have espresso uh, recognized as a cultural heritage. And I'll tell you why. This is what this is about. So, first of all, uh, a little bit of, oh God, I'm going to say history. And then I thought, oh God, I'm going to lose everybody if I say history. I'm like, I hated history. My history teacher used to throw chalk. He was like this. He was like, I don't know, he was like the Kim Jong-un or whatever. These missiles would just fly at you if you didn't pay attention. It hit you and it bloody will hurt. Uh, but there is just a funny story. Let me call it a story because it's way more interesting than history. There's a story, which is a true story, uh, about um, how coffee came into Europe. And it actually came in through Italy. So this is you know where the whole thing starts. Um, and it came through trade. So of course, everything you know, that taste came through trade. And we're talking about the 16th century, so around 1500 and something or other, uh, that sort of time frame. And what was going on was the Muslims were drinking this stuff. And the Christians were like, whoa, what's going on? What's that kind of stuff you're drinking? And we all got around to the church and the church was like, oh, I don't really know if the Muslims are drinking it. Mm. Uh, so um, the Pope said, hold on a second, fellas. 
he's pretty didn't say that exactly. It may not have been those exact words, but he said something like, uh, "Hold on a second, fellas. Before we ban this stuff, you know, let me let me have a taste." <laughs> and uh, so he tasted, famously tasted the coffee, and said, "This is delicious. Uh, this is delicious. Well, we, you know, let's keep it." So so we got the green light, and this was. Um, this was in Venice. You had all the, the, the Venetian traders and they actually had all these Venetian coffee houses sprung up. And that's, of course, where cappuccino came from. With the, the cappuccino monks put steamed milk in it and, and, and so forth. And the rest becomes history. But we're talking now, we're going back, as I say, hundreds of years. The Italians were, were, um, were into their coffee. They, were, they brought coffee over and, and they were trading it and then they were drinking it and, and they were developing it into new forms. And, of course, they invented the espresso machine as well. So, they've got history on their side. They've got history on their side for number one. But that still hasn't really answered the question, well, okay, what's, what's different about Italian espresso? So, let me ask you this question. If you were to go into a fancy, expensive specialty coffee shop and order an espresso, and you got what most people considered an Italian espresso, my guess would be that you wouldn't be that happy. Why? Well, because generally speaking, uh, the specialty coffee industry now in the third wave, and we'll talk about waves actually in just a second, should have said that first, actually the waves. Should have covered the waves, Nick. Um, but anyway, so in this third wave of, of coffee that we're, that we're in, we're now experimenting with lighter roasts and we're talking about flavor profiles and different kinds of varietals. But typically, if you look on the back, if you know what I'm talking about, you'll see that uh, it might be Arabica coffee, but it'll be a Tipica or a Bourbon Yellow or, you know, one of these other different things. Um, and of course, they can be grown in different ways by different farmers using different techniques, different soil, fermented in different ways. Uh, shipped in different ways, roasted in different ways, and therefore, you know, the permutations are endless of the kind of flavors that you can get. And you can get these incredible, beautiful flavors, right? Amazing flavors. And we're all really interested in them. And that's fantastic. And I, I love that. But I have to say, I also just love a regular Italian espresso. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you were to go to Italy right now, actually, you probably wouldn't, right? Because of the whole virus thing. But if you were to have gone to Italy a couple of years ago and you walk up and ask for a, a cafe, which is an espresso it's a cafe. Um, there's a few things that would, you'd notice would be different. First of all, first of all, there's none of this 10 minute preparation, la-di-da rubbish, right? <laughs> it's not rubbish, of course, that's what I do. There's no WDT in there and all the rest of it. Uh, it's bish, bosh, bang. They've got a doser. Slap the doser a couple of times a lever. You get your thing out, tamp it, in bang espresso there you go and you, you might add a bit of sugar to it but that's that's what you're getting and it's actually i was going to say relatively cheap there's another whole story going on this week as well the prices are going up and the italians are furious but of course prices are going up because beans are going up cost of coffee is going up uh something i talk about a lot um but anyway so it's relatively cheap and this is the point about espresso in italy is it's democratized, it's for everybody. I mean, everybody drinks espresso, everybody. Okay, there's a little children. There's a few little children that don't drink espresso, but most, even most of the babies are drinking espresso. So 
everybody out in Italy is like really drinking espresso. And um, you've got to think that obviously, you know, if you're paying three euros or four euros for an espresso, that, that makes that difficult to do. So, I mean, I think the cost of an espresso in Italy, God, I'm going to get this wrong. I think sort of like one and a half euros or something, something like that. Um, and they do this for a couple of, in, a, in a couple of ways. They can achieve this in a couple of ways. One's obviously there's the volume there, but you still need the margins, profit margins in there. So the way these achieve those profit margins and the way that it's all, it's all carried out is that, um, first of all, you, you typically abide by a, uh, uh, a regular size of espresso. That is to say, you're using seven grams for a single, 14 for a double with specialty coffee that, that you get you know, much bigger. I mean, I typically dose 18 to 22 grams of coffee, uh, which means that there's a... Do your maths, Nick. Do your maths, Nick. Don't make a fool of yourself. Seven to 18. Well, it's, you know, it's... it's I mean, no, no, it'll be 14 to 18. 14, no, 14 to 22. It's, but I say it's 50% more coffee that I'm going through. Um, eat for each shot. So right there, you've got 50% extra margin. And the second thing, of course, is that a lot of Italians will blend... Uh, robusta and by the way robusta is kind of for but but anyway they'll blend that let's call it robusta they'll blend robusta in with their arabica um how much i've seen it go everything from 80 percent to 20 percent to, to actually to nothing some will use 100 percent arabica but it depends on where you go the here's key number one key number one uh or number whatever we're at um you, it, the, the beans do not define Italian espresso. It's not Italian roasted beans. It's not darker roasted beans. It's not, that's not what defines it. Um, there's actually a specific flavor profile that defines it along with the way it's made and the way that you drink it. The Institute of Italian Espresso also has a definition. Now, bear in mind, this is translated from Italian. So they say that on site, a certified Italian espresso has a hazel brown to dark brown foam characterized by tawny reflexes with a very fine texture, absence of large mesh and larger or smaller bubbles. The nose reveals an intense scent with notes of flowers, fruits, toasted bread and chocolate. All of these sensations are felt also after swallowing the coffee in the long lasting aroma that remains for several seconds sometimes even for minutes. Its taste is round, substantial, and velvet-like. Sour and bitter tastes are well-balanced, and neither one prevails over the other. There is no or a barely perceptible astringent taste. That's what defines Italian espresso. Okay. Um, but typically, also, it's democratized for everybody, and they do that by blending in, typically, robusta beans, uh, which are cheaper. Uh, so they actually get about, um, I believe last time I looked, they get about 30% of their beans from Brazil, probably mostly Arabica from Brazil. But they get another 30% or so from Vietnam, probably Robusta from Vietnam. And then the rest, they go to Southeast Asia, Uganda, and places like that, where they're, again, probably looking at Robusta. So they're taking some of these cheaper beans. I say cheaper, but also there's a couple other things, factors that go into this. Um, stronger and often have a lot of texture. So Robusta is quite well known for its crema. So good fresh Robusta will make lovely crema. Uh, robusta is also um, a plant that contains more caffeine naturally than Arabica. 
And I could go into a whole other story about caffeine and, and why it exists, but it contains more caffeine. And, uh, and so that's another reason why you don't want to put as much coffee into your cup because you take your little sip, take a little sip of espresso and the last thing you want to be doing is getting all jumpy as a result of that sip of espresso. Actually, what, you, what, the, what they want you to do is to come back at your next lunch break and have another espresso or another or a couple of espressos at the time. And you can't do that if you're totally wired, right? So there's only a certain amount of caffeine that most of us can take before we start feeling a bit unwell. And, um, and so they know that. So there's another reason to keep the, 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 level, the number of grams down. So you've got this uh, democratized coffee for everybody, the price point for everybody. And it's able to do that because they keep the grams down, blend in some Robusta. So that's all it is. It's technically like that. So if you want to make a, a coffee, that's all you need to do is go and get a, a Robusta blend and whack it in and da da da. Yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe that'll make you an Italian style coffee. But here's the thing that you've got to, you've got to appreciate as well. And this is the kind of hinking, hooking it back into the UNESCO status is that the the way Italians think about coffee and no, obviously I'm not Italian so <laughs> if, you know and I, I have no problem speaking on behalf of the entire Italy uh, but a lot of bars for example and they call them bars in, in Italy as opposed to coffee shops a lot of bars you're going to get your cafe you don't even sit down uh, they'll bang you'll get an espresso in and by there's no long there's no long waits they'll make your espresso it'll be like tap 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 on the machine because it'll be a doser that's the other thing too it's no necessarily not necessarily fresh grinding uh the grinds will be in a big uh a big doser but they'll be turning it over pretty fast so it's kind of not so important but they'll they'll tap the dispose the dispenser uh two or three times but get it in the thing tamp there's no wdt and you know duh, 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 none of that tamp it in the machine shh, espresso you take it you have your little chat with somebody and you move on and you might even not sit down. So a lot of times you're standing up, having your espresso, and then you're moving on with the rest of your day. And that's kind of the concept of Italian espresso. And that stayed that way. You know, if you think that third, you know, the Italians, because they sort of invented and brought the whole coffee to, to Europe, that they would be at the head of the whole speciality coffee movement, that's absolutely not the case. Um, they're very much still wedded to, to that style of having their espressos and I for one appreciate that but let me know your thoughts I would be very interested to know um, what what you think of as Italian espresso do you when you're going and buying beans and you're making your espressos at home or whatever other coffees you're making but let's say espressos at home uh, you're making espressos at home is it is it always important for you that you have specialty coffee Interested to know. Thanks very much for tuning in. Look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, take care.